0: It's uh, back to school time for everybody that's got children in school. Uh, I'm fortunate enough I have uh, graduated from the, being a parent with children in school. Both of mine are out and working, praise God. Uh, and, you know, I, when you look at what we're facing now uh, with what our society, what the schools are teaching our children, uh, the surroundings, the uh, you know, the hatred, some that's being taught, uh, all these different things that are being taught in our schools, uh, it, it, I, it's concerning to a lot of people. You know, I've talked to some young, even young married couples that have said that they're concerned about bringing children into the world just because of the way the world is, the indoctrination, the the pushing of homosexuality and transgenderism. And, you know, they're having drag queens come in and give story time, which all those things are demonic. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's no way around that. Uh, It's just demonic. It's straight from the pit of hell. And, you know, different things they're teaching our our children is taking our children's mindset out of God's will and the way God works, his kingdom mindset. And it puts it into a different uh, thought process. You know, and and I know some younger kids that have were great kids uh, when they graduated high school, went off to college and come back uh, very liberal minded, Mm -hmm. uh, completely different train of thought than they had before uh, college. And, you know, I think that those things, they're very concerning because a lot of the reason our society is in the shape it's in is because of what our children have been taught. And, you know, uh, when you want to, I guess, destroy a society, the first thing you do is you go after the children, Children. you know, and you know, when you can go after the children and get their minds corrupted, then that next generation that comes up is, is even more corrupt and it just keeps getting worse and worse. But even with all that negativity, bless God, there's hope. Yes. If we're believers and we're born again, if you watching are born again, believers, your blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, then you have assurance. You have scripture that you can go to and claim for your family, for your children. And it will help give you peace knowing that God's hand will be upon them. And everything that we're talking about, it has to do with a relationship with God. If, if you, claim to be a christian but hey you go to church here and there or i might pray once in a while and the different things like that this this is not for you you, you have got the now is the time you got to be sold out now more than ever and when you are it doesn't matter what's going on in this world god's hand of protection safety will be upon you and we're going to look through scriptures tonight our main text is the whole psalm of Psalm 91 And it's considered a, a Safety uh, I guess psalm Or you know protection from God uh, And it you know In this it gives you protection It talks about the blessings of God And that's the good thing Is not only will God protect you In these Horrible times or these perverse times But he'll, he'll bless us on top of that And then he also It, it, it guarantees healing And I believe if you'll take hold of what we're sharing tonight and and really get this down in your spirit, not only will you have protection for your children as they go to school and you send them out in the world, but they'll have blessing and favor upon their life and they'll walk in divine healing. And those three things in itself in this day and time, when other people see you walking in those things, it's a testimony that will draw other people into Christ.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I guess before we, uh, read through the, uh, 91st Psalm, uh, you know, it's, it's the responsibility mm-hmm. of Christian parents, you know, to, uh, because like you said, this is in relation to whether you are a child of God or not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, but, uh, as children of God, being a born again believer, we have the right mm-hmm. to pray over our family. And, uh, I believe that primarily it's the responsibility of the husband.
0: Right. Absolutely. Now, uh,
1: you know, that's not to say though, that a lot of times, you know, the wife, uh, comes to know the Lord mm-hmm. before, uh, you know, and, uh. Sometimes they, uh, you know, will marry their high school boyfriend Mm -hmm. or whatever, and he may not yet be saved. But, you know, uh, uh, I I could, I guess, meddle a little bit here (laughs) if I wanted to. But, uh, you know, we we have to realize, you know, the Bible says not to be unequally yoked together. Right. You know, but uh, anyway, uh, if, you know, say if you're in a situation where, uh, your husband is is not a born-again Christian, then you as the mother mm-hmm. have a right to claim right. not only your uh, husband, but your children, to mm-hmm. pray over your children. And in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, uh, it says there, you know, this was when Paul and Silas was in Philippi and they were preaching the gospel. And of course they... Uh, were threatened and beaten and then put in the inner prison. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it said, uh, you know, at midnight, they prayed and sang praises unto God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a great earthquake. I I don't believe it was a natural earthquake, but I believe it was a spiritual shaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the cell doors flew open and their chains and bonds they had on them fell off. And uh, the Philippian jailer, of course, you know, he was responsible for all the prisoners. And, uh, you know, he could, of course, if they all escaped, he could be put to death, Mm -hmm. you know, for allowing that to happen. And uh, he was going to fall on his own sword and take his own life. And Paul, uh, you know, said, do thyself no harm. We are all still here. And so he grabbed a light and sprang in and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so Paul told him, he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy whole, whole house. house. Right. And so, uh, you know, he, of course, uh, was saved. And then he took them to his house and they ministered uh, to their physical wounds they had hmm. received through the beating but uh, from what I can glean from that passage of scripture is that his whole house, even his servants, Mm -hmm. got born again, you know, and uh, so that uh, one scripture, uh, you know, gives you the right and the authority, and and again, as I said, I believe primarily that responsibility is on the husband, Mm -hmm. and so man, it's it's time to stand up and be men. Yeah. And uh, I know, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll say, oh, well, you know, a real, you got to be macho and tough and Mm -hmm. all that. Uh, Well, so what if you could whip two thirds of uh, the men in your community? Yeah. That, that don't make you a man. Mm -mm. What you have on the inside of you is what counts. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, But as I said, if uh, you're in a situation, uh, ladies, that your husband is not a Christian, then you have the right, Mm -hmm. the authority to claim your children. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, of course, my wife and I, uh, she was saved at a young age. I think she said she was five years of age when she come to know Christ and uh you know then of course I I got born again later and uh of course we uh you know tried to instill mm-hmm. these things into you and Philip right. you know and uh you know to believe God that uh he would protect you uh you and Philip uh that his angels would watch over you and care for you and we'll see that in in the the latter part of the 91st Psalm, uh, you know, that the angels will do God's bidding. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll explain that a little bit more later on. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we uh, not only, you know, uh, you know, prayed over y'all and claimed y'all for Jesus. And uh, if I remember correct,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, each one of you mm-hmm. at five years of age. And, you know, we never tried to, you know, push this on you. No. We, we tried to teach you, and, uh, you know, just to set that godly example. And, of course, we were not perfect by any means, but we did our very best to teach you how to, you know, that you have to believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You have to trust in him. And, uh, you know, uh Thank God, you know we we prayed and claimed you you two for Jesus, and then when y'all got married and had children, we claimed every one of our grandchildren. Right, and uh, we got five grandchildren, and thank God every one of them's born again, and uh, you know we we believe for them to live right, do right, and serve God with all their heart and uh you know uh, of course the responsibility for setting that example uh, has fell on you and your wife and right. uh, Philip and his wife you know to set the right example before them to teach them and uh you know we uh of course uh, we got two grand great grandchildren and we've claimed them we mm-hmm. just said no we we will not allow our children or our grandchildren or great-grandchildren to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody said, well, how do you know that's going to work? Because i got faith in God's word. That's right. He said, if you will believe in the Lord Jesus, I'll save you and your whole house. Mm -hmm. But uh, there again, you know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs uh, that uh, we are to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's, Old, he will not depart from it, and so it's our responsibility. <clears throat> with like you said at the beginning, with all the junk that is being, uh, you know, put before our children in school, mm-hmm. we're we're if we you know allow this, we we are are going to have a generation of idiots.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: and I I'm not trying to throw off on our kids. But uh, this stuff that's being pushed on them, uh, critical race theory, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, transgenderism, homosexuality, and all this stuff that, oh, it's so wonderful. And, uh, you know, you need to experience this even at a young age. And, uh, you know, you uh, don't even have to give them a name for a while, you know, till they figure out what they want to be. that that's ignorance gone to seed mm-hmm. you know and uh, so, so uh, you know it's our it's really basically uh, our job as parents to teach and train our children now we we pray for our school teachers uh, i believe we have some good school teachers oh yeah yep. you know that believe in the bible they believe in god and they want to teach uh, the right thing but uh, some of them are being forced you know mm-hmm. to teach this stuff i remember when y'all were in school uh they were pushing this evolution yeah thing you know and of course we had already taught y'all oh, that god created us yeah we didn't evolve from no monkey mm-hmm. or uh some blob that washed up on the shore of the ocean you know yeah and then all of a sudden there was uh, you 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 know, man, you mm-hmm. know yeah, uh, and we taught you all different than that. And I think uh, maybe it was you or uh, that stood up to your teacher and said, "We don't believe that. yeah, you know, God created me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thank God that we were able, you know, to teach you what is right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know people will say that, well, the this book that I don't I don't like for people to refer, to God's word or the Bible is this book, Mm -hmm. you know, or that old book, Mm -hmm. it's outdated. No, this word of God is more relevant than any book you can read. It's relevant not only for the past, but the present, and it's relevant for the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, you know, you'll find it's like uh, Jesus said, in Re- uh, Revelation, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Yep. From the beginning of life to the end of life, mm-hmm. no matter what age you are when you were born, or when that that person died, this book is relevant for that age, mm-hmm. you know, and for that time, and uh, it's relevant for the time that we're living in today, and that's why we, as parents, and as churches. I'm telling you, we need some churches and some pastors with a backbone that'll stand up and say, thus saith the Lord, and not worry about whether they're going to offend. If you get offended for the word's sake, uh, you just have to be offended because I make no apology for the truth of God's word. Uh, What I have learned and what I've been taught and what I've experienced in my own personal life And uh, I've lived long enough to experience quite a few things. Mm -hmm. I know this word is true Mm -hmm. and it's relevant for the time that we're living in and especially for this time Mm -hmm. Uh, and for our children. And thank God we can, you know, we we can just stand our ground and say, no, devil, you're not going to have our children. Mm -hmm. And we must do that and teach and train them in the right way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. And you know, that's the thing where if, if you don't stand up for your children, who will, Yeah, you know, we, it is, we have to stand It's not saying they're going to do everything right. And once you start claiming this, that, you know, everything's just going to go perfectly, Mm -hmm. they're going to be tempted. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're going to be tested in certain areas and, and, and enticed with certain things. And, you know, uh, I always tell people that you know if your kids did everything right, then when you got in your forties and fifties, you probably wouldn't have any gray hair. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But I've earned mine, <laughs> you, you know. Uh, but you know that's that's the thing too is you know we've always I've always taught my children that uh, church is, is is not an optional thing. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get to say, "Well, well am I going to go to church this week?" It, it's not an option. You going. Mm-hmm. And now that they're even older, you know that they come. And now they're old enough; they can, you know, they drive and take care of themselves. But you know, looking at Psalms ninety-one, you know what what is neat about this is I, I would suggest to anybody that that is reading this to go back and read the the ninetieth Psalm, mm-hmm. because the ninetieth Psalm is talking about the eternity of God, who he is, the all omnipresence of God. And he's, he's there and always has been, always will be. And it's talking about the, the frailty of man, how weak we are and how much we need him. And then he goes on in Psalms 91. And he's basically saying, now that you understand that you're, you're, you're a frail person, you're a frail being that is subject to attacks and the enemy. And if you'll do this, Then you'll be protected, you know, and I like the way he starts that out in Psalms 91. The first verse, he says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Verse two, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. So just in those first two verses, you know, it's not talking about physically being able to hide somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is talking about being able to hide your your, your mind, will, and emotions from the attack of the enemy, being able to protect your spirit. Now, I believe it also protects your your physical body, mm-hmm. but it's not that when trouble comes, we get to run and hide somewhere. But it's a place, it's what he's saying here is he who dwells so if, if you're saved, if you're following God, you, you're that person he's talking to. You have the right to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And then he goes on, you know, in verse 2, and he says, He's my refuge and my fortress. A refuge is always a place of safety. Yeah. A fortress is something that was always built for protection mm-hmm. from the enemy coming from the outside. They had to try to get over a fortress, which is a high wall, thick wall that had security around that wall. And then it had the big doors, you know, that were heavily guarded. So you have to when you go into him and you go into to rest in that shadow of the almighty, it, you know, and it references it like in my notes as to like a, a bird. Bringing their young in under their wings, mm-hmm. well, that's protection from the elements. It's protection from whatever is attacking, and that you find that safety there, and that's something that I believe we can claim for our children.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the next uh, verses are three and four. It talks about uh, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and <clears throat> excuse me, and from the noisome pestilence. And, uh, you know, that's uh, talking about a a fowler was somebody that, you know, would set a snare to Mm -hmm. catch birds. right? And uh, then in verse 4, he said, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust, and his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Mm -hmm. Every time I read that passage, and my wife and I, we read that every day, uh, when we do our devotions in the morning <clears throat> and, uh, you know, every time I read that verse of scripture, I think about my dad, he had, uh, you know, raised, a, mm-hmm. a, a chickens, game chicken. And, uh, you know, when the hens would, uh, you know, lay and then they would sit on mm-hmm. those eggs and hatch them. And, uh, the little biddies. I mean, they're just little things, you uh-huh. know, and, uh, They'd be out in the yard and, <clears throat> you know, scratching, eating bugs and worms and all kinds of things. And, uh, of course, the mother hen would cluck to them when she'd mm-hmm. find some bugs or whatever. And they'd run, be all around her. But you you let a hawk fly mm-hmm. over. And uh, that hen would make a, a noise. Mm-hmm. And all them chicks would run up under that hen. She'd mm-hmm. pull her wings right. Out. Uh, and uh, they would all run up and hide up under her and un- mm-hmm. under her feathers. Yeah. And I, they were amazing to watch. I, I get tickled as I think about it. And every once in a while you'd see one poke his head out from them feathers, mm-hmm. look around, you know, yeah. see what was, but they knew mama was going to protect them. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of the idea here is that, uh, you know, if we're, Trusting God, and of course, like you said, we we have to stand for our children, pray over our children, and uh, you know, claim claim God's word over their life. And so, when when the enemy comes, they they have a safe place, mm-hmm. just like uh, you know, when uh, you and uh, Philip were little, uh, you know, if uh, they were somebody. Uh, you know, to threaten mm-hmm. one of you. Well, they had me. They had mm-hmm. me to deal with. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, so, so uh, you know, I'm not a big person by all, any means, but, you know, it don't make any difference when and yeah. a, a, a mother, too. Mm-hmm. When you start messing with their kids, you're going to have something on your hand. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so, uh, but those little chicks, they would... Run up under that hen under her wing, and they'd just be all up in their feathers covered. Mm-hmm. And that, like I said, every once in a while you'd see them poke their head out, yeah. look around, you know, and then they might go back and hide some more, you yeah. know. And uh, so I always think of that when I read this verse, but it's showing how you know that if we're trusting in God and we're facing any trouble, we can hide under his feathers he'll mm-hmm. he'll spread his wings so to speak mm-hmm. and let us draw unto him mm-hmm. and he'll cover us and protect us yeah and keep
0: us yeah and that's you know there in verse three uh the latter part of that it says and from perilous pestilence mm-hmm. and what that is is that's talking about plagues yeah. it's talking about disease because back and over you know over in the Middle East it was very common, to have plagues and diseases uh and and we have them today. I mean, you look at coronavirus. Yeah. That's a plague. That's a disease. Uh monkeypox if if you want to if that's bothering you, you know, uh that that's a disease. The the common the flu, you know, things like that. You have a right. He said in verse 3 that surely he would deliver you from. Yeah. Well, deliver me from means that he's going to make sure that my children are taken care of, that I'm taken care of, and I shouldn't have to worry about, are my children going to get some kind of disease and die from it, or am I going to get sick and not be able to take care of my children? You have the right, just in that one passage, to claim that and say, I refuse, Satan, that any sickness can come upon my family because Psalms 91 verse 3 says that my God will deliver me from it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about this this afternoon. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, say a, a child is born with some kind of, uh, uh, you know, handicap or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had people to ask before, you know, well, why, why did God allow, or why did God cause that child, my child, mm-hmm. if He's such a loving God? Why did He cause my child to be born with a defect or something? You know, and uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, my answer to that would be, uh, you know, according to God's word in First Peter chapter five, uh, He said. And verse eight, he said, be sober and be vigilant. That means to be sober minded and to be on the watch Mm -hmm. for you have an adversary, the devil that goeth about as a roaring lion Mm -hmm. seeking whom he may devour. And so, uh, we know that, uh, we have an adversary, Mm. the devil, and he's out to kill, steal and destroy. But you, you look at, uh, a passage of Scripture in John chapter 9 about the man born blind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even those parents may have thought, uh, you know, why our child was born blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing that I can come up with is the simple fact the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Mm-hmm. And uh, so none of us are exempt from the attacks of the enemy. right? You know, and uh, why, uh, you know, one couple may have a child with a defect and another couple uh, has a child and it's, you know, perfect, nothing wrong with it or anything. Uh, We, well, the only answer I can give you is that we, uh, you know, we we are, the earth is under a curse and until that curse is lifted, The the adversary is going to have free run, uh, you know, and, uh, we have to stand against him in the authority of God's word and Jesus name. And, uh, but I was thinking too, uh, you know, Jesus, when he, they asked him said, who did sin, right? this man or his parent? Well, I, to me, I thought that was kind of a foolish question. How could he sin before he is ever born? Yeah, you know the reason he was <laughs> yeah. blind, born blind. But Jesus answered the question. He said, "Neither mm-hmm. this man nor his parents yeah. have sinned, but that the the reason he was born that way."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he said, "But that the works of God should be made manifest in him, I must work the works of Him that sent me." Mm-hmm. And uh, so he proceeded, you know, to heal the man, his, uh, gave him his sight, uh, you know. And uh, so some, you know, might say, well, could a, a child that, uh, you know, is born with some kind of defect uh, this day and time, can they be healed? Yeah. Well, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about uh, Pastor Rod Parsley. His son was born without a brain stem, if I understand correctly, Uh and you may know more about it than I do, but, uh, you know, they uh, stood for him and believed for his healing, and uh, you know, he graduated, Mm -hmm. he went all through high school with honors, and I think graduated from college as well, Bible college, and, uh, you know, with... Without, he was born without a brain stem, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they thought, well, he'll, you know, he'll just be a vegetable, and uh, you know, and all this and that. And uh, even, uh, you know, Josh, uh, you know, and his wife, Ashley, you know, their daughter, August, mm-hmm. was born uh, with an open spine, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I don't know, Josh, you may can share a little bit about that, uh, you know, but just to show... Yes, things happen to innocent people. Mm-hmm. But as the Bible says, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. These things are here simply because of the fall. You know? right. And the devil is out to do everything he possibly can uh, you know, to destroy the human race. But we don't have to accept that. We can believe in him, trust him and accept the promises of his word and see uh, the curse broken off of our, our lives, our children's Mm -hmm. lives. And uh, you know, that they can be blessed. But uh, if you want to share just a little bit about that, Josh. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
3: August was, of course, born with a spinal defect. Uh, it's one of the, the uh, new. It's news that you get as a parent. That's just kind of uh, it's kind of numbing when you yeah. when you hear that, and you know from a doctor, and really just from a husband's perspective, because I think it affected my wife differently. Um, you know, you just go out. You go out for your wife and what she's going through from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint and even, you know, even like a psychological standpoint, how to get through that. So Mm -hmm. I think the way that we combated it and I feel like for everybody is you have to have the Lord in your life. And we were praying and believing in this circumstance that we wouldn't have to go through it. Um, But God had other plans and um, the, the amount of, opportunities we've had to share this message with other people give them hope give them inspiration uh give them some clarity um it's been mind-blowing and we continue to do it it's not something that we just have stopped doing uh all the things that they told us that our daughter would not do she's doing she's a straight-a student uh she's very healthy um you know, we still have some things that we, we linger with, but we're still believing in God. We haven't stopped our confession uh, that we want to see our daughter healed to the fullest. And so uh, it is a, again, it's for us, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always in my experience with with the Lord is God's always worked through me in time. Um, and if people could value the time that they have with the Lord, I think that they could value the, the situation or the circumstances, um, and, and that should give you clarity. That should give you uh, inspiration um, through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, through his presence. In any kind of situation, um, you, I can say for families out there, you don't have to go through that situation alone. He's with you. He's there to guide you. He's there to direct you. Um, one of the things that we had to do, because uh, of the spinal defect um, was we wind up having to put in, um, it's basically a catheter, and forgive me, I don't know the correct uh, medical term for it, but um, we even prayed for that situation because it affected our brain. Yeah. Um, and he, I'll say this. We have know other people that have been through the situation, and I don't know how they prayed. I don't know what they did but they have family members in the same situation as us. And it seemed like they just have ran through the healthcare facility day in and day out. They still have troubles uh, and problems. I don't think because they've received guidance or wisdom in what to do. And so we vetted that for probably three years, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, and we finally, we finally found something medically that was, um, had a high success rate. Uh, with that high success rate, that's when we knew that it, God had hurt us. Uh, it's, it's a small catheter, and all it does is it just allows the, the, the uh, cerebral fluid in our brain to drain down our spinal column like all of our brains do. And uh, it had a very high success rate. It was in the 90 percentile, um, unlike a traditional, like, shunt would have to do. And uh, the, that we vetted that. And so, for any family member, you you know you you vet it, you 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 seek it out, you mm-hmm. you rely on the Holy Spirit to 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 guide you. Of course, we you know we had you know Pastor Steve and Sherry and the church here praying for us. But uh, yeah, that's the things that you have to do. Uh, is that easy? Nope, it's not easy. Uh, it, but there's success in being patient and waiting <laughs> on the Lord. And I'll turn it over to you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good, and uh, I like the fact that you said, you know, you don't have to go through these things alone. You you always have uh, the Lord that you can turn to, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's a wonderful uh, thing to know is that, and it's talking about you know trusting in God. Yeah, uh, that He will never leave you or forsake you. He'll be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the three Hebrew children. Uh, you know, was thrown in the fire, you may be delivered <clears throat> from the fire or you may have to go through the fire. Right. The three Hebrew children, mm-hmm. but either way, God is going to be with you. Yeah. And you'll, you, you won't have to go through those things alone.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. And then, you know, looking at, at verse five, he said that you shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Now, This is this is what I want people to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. He didn't say you have the opportunity, or you you. He said you shall not Mm -hmm. be afraid of the terror by night. What I like to, what are you talking about the terror by night? Well, I one of my favorite, I guess, shows to watch. I love National Geographic, Mm -hmm. and they're doing a big special right now. You know, and they're showing different. Uh, parks in different places. Uh, the, I think the one last night I was watching was uh, uh, the Grand, they done a special on the Grand Canyon. But the one thing that you learn on the National Geographic about animals is the animals that the, most of the time, the smaller ones are, are attacked at night. Mm-hmm. It's at the nighttime when that attack comes. Well, for us, how do we relate that? Most of the time, when you lay down to rest, is when the enemy begins to get those that terror in your mind mm-hmm. about nightmares and 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 you can't sleep, anxiety, you know. And even doctors have proven they'll always say if somebody's in a bad accident or something bad medically is wrong. What's the first thing they say if they're in critical condition? If they can make it through the night. You know, and I preached a sermon one time called the night shift Mm -hmm. and praise God that God works the night shift. He don't quit. He's not a nine to five God. You know, he don't just come in and work the first shift or second. He's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. His word is accessible. His protection is accessible to us. We just have to receive it. And then he said, nor the arrows that fly by day. Mm -hmm. Well, I like to look at that verse and say, look at school shootings. See, an arrow is a weapon. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a right to claim protection over our children. You look at all these different places where we've had school shootings. Mm -hmm. And then, well, it wouldn't happen in our small community. Well, that's what all those people said. Mm -hmm. You know, So we have that right, right there. It says, nor the arrow that flies by day arrow was a weapon that was used to hunt or to kill an animal. Mm -hmm. Well, the same way I look at that and say, well, I'm going to claim that no arrow that flies by day can attack or harm my children, you know, and I like to look at it that way. And then he goes on again and talks about pestilence that walks in darkness nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You know, what I look at there is those hidden things that the enemy tries. You ever you ever had something come up that you wasn't expecting? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, I can't believe that happened. You know, God already knows. And if you're seeking him, he's already there waiting to give you the desires that you need, what you've been claiming, the protection, blessings. He's already... We just have to walk in what his word says and believe him. And that's why it, it's so simple. Just take him at his word.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people have to be uh, taught right? these things, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know my dad, he always, uh, of course, he didn't believe this, but he would say, uh, you know, something about uh well, whatever will be, will be, whether it ever is or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that, you know. And in other words, as if we have no control over what happens in our life, mm-hmm. but uh, we do have control.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's just like uh, in Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-seven. He said, uh, "You know, the uh, talking about." Uh, give give no place to the devil right you know so in other words uh it's the way it's reading it says give no place to it in other words uh, let him have no place in you mm-hmm. uh, jesus himself you know when he was here on earth he said he has no place in me mm-hmm. well why didn't he have any place because he never allowed the devil any place in him you know Mm -hmm. And so uh, for him to say not to give place to the devil or allow him into our life, there must be a way for us to be able to keep him out of our lives Mm -hmm. or it wouldn't be just for God to require that of us if there was nothing we could do to help it. Right. You know. Yeah. So uh, the Bible tells us in the fourth chapter of the book of James you know, to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God and uh, resist the devil mm-hmm. and what? He will. He will flee from, uh, mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that in the original text, it says to run from as if in terror. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, one time, this is years ago, I was down here at the church in my study and I was, pr- was on a Saturday night and, I was praying about, uh, you know, the service the next day. And uh, all of a sudden, there was uh, demons. I I, I mean, it, it was in a vision form. Uh, I began to see demons coming in, mm-hmm. you know, through the door over there. And, uh, you know, I at first, fear tried to come, you know. And, uh, of course, the Bible says, in Second Timothy one seven, God is not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just start saying, "No, in the name of Jesus, no, you don't." And I begin to say, "You go from here in the name of Jesus." And they'd flop down on the floor and wiggle and mm-hmm. worm like a a worm in hot ashes, <laughs> you know. And they'd run off, and after I cast about four or five of them down uh i began to think boy i got it mm-hmm. you know and uh then this next demon that walked up uh to me in the vision uh was like he was looking up over me mm-hmm. he he wasn't looking right directly he was looking up over me and i thought what's he looking i turn i look back like that and when i did jesus was standing behind they weren't afraid of me but they were afraid of the jesus of Mm -hmm. whom i believe Mm -hmm. and that was in me and with me yeah and so uh you know he he will protect us he will keep us and uh, we're not to live in fear god does not want us to live in fear because according to first john uh i believe it's chapter uh two said that fear has torment. Mm-hmm. So God don't want uh, us as parents or our children to live in fear. And there's, a, of course, a lot of people are in fear over this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I, I like to call it the plandemic. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Fox News and some of those mm-hmm. that are telling the truth about it, uh, you know. Uh, but we don't have, to, no matter what it is, if it's the monkeypox or uh, whatever kind of plague, actually that word pestilence there means, if you look it up in the Greek concordant, it means sicknesses and mm-hmm. diseases, yeah. plagues, mm-hmm. you know. So God don't want us to live in fear of these things. And uh, I refuse to live in fear over yeah. them and uh you know we of course uh, if our children are being attacked like i said we have we have the right we have the authority to pray for them and uh, you know expect god's healing power mm-hmm. to flow into them uh i remember a lot of t- uh, times when y'all were young uh you know if you'd have a fever or something you know uh and, you know, you you can't let a child go too long with a high fever. You've right. got to do something, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I know there were a number of times that my wife and I, we'd come in there and we would lay hands on you and pray for you. And we could actually feel your brow mm-hmm. cool underneath our hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, then right on the other hand, there were times that we would lay hands on you and pray. Uh, and, you know, we would end up taking you to the doctor Mm -hmm. to get something, you know, you, you, uh, it's like one pastor said, just because we believe in faith healing right, or divine healing, however you want to, uh, label it, uh, you know, it takes faith and it's divine. (laughs) It comes from God. Uh, that don't mean we don't believe in doctors, right? You know, we, we believe in doctors. We thank God for uh, what doctors can do, but, uh, because they're human, they're limited. Mm-hmm. And, but you see, God is not limited. Yeah. And I heard a, a preacher say, uh, that there's no situation mm-hmm. that is beyond the help of God. Right. And, uh, you know, so if you, uh, you know, as a parent, if you have a young child that something's uh, you know has some kind of defect or something's wrong with uh don't give up hope
0: that's right
1: because uh you know th- there if if god is all-powerful mm. and he is god is all-knowing uh i know sometimes uh you know we we pray and of course we uh if we don't see immediate relief we we can go to the medical profession and you know, try to find a a good Christian doctor, (laughs) preferably. But, uh, you know, I believe most doctors, their desire is to help humanity any Mm -hmm. way they can. Uh, But like I said, because they're human, they're limited. Mm -hmm. But our God is not limited. And whatever you can believe God for, he will do. Mm -hmm. And so there again, that puts the responsibility on us to find out what God's word has to say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then stand on that word, believe that right. word. And uh, so, you know, and we, we've, uh, you know, prayed over our children here in the church, you know, and uh, we've seen, you know, God heal children. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like Josh was talking about a moment ago, our church body here was praying for him and Ashley as mm-hmm. they were going through that uh, time with August and uh, you know, still some things, even though she's doing tremendously well mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they may still be a, a couple of issues that we're still standing mm-hmm. and believing for. But this one thing, I believe that whatever God starts, You'll he feel. always finished. Mm-hmm. And, uh, You know, we sometimes we don't know uh, why uh, everybody's not healed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's not God's will. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, if we study the Word, uh, we you know we know it's God's will to heal, just like it's God's will to Mm -hmm. save. Right. uh, You know, but uh, everybody's not healed. I know I've prayed for people, and in a week or two preach their funeral, mm-hmm. but right on the other hand, I've prayed for people, and God healed them, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not going to give up my faith in God's Word mm-hmm. and refuse to pray for people just because some don't receive their healing, and, mm-hmm. and that's between them and God. I, I don't know why they're not. Yeah, I know it's God's will, you see, and I, I have to go by the record. I, I can't go by Some, uh, you know, I've heard people say, well, I knew people, I know somebody, they believe that stuff and they died. Well, I know people that believe this stuff and they live. Mm -hmm. So you can't go by what somebody's experience is. You have to go by the record and that's God's word.
0: Yeah. And I believe, you know, looking back there at verse five and six and then going on in the seven, uh, that's, that is talking about you know, I believe the physical attacks and sickness and stuff, but I also believe that, that where it talks about the terror by night, the air that flies by day, the pestilence that walks in darkness and the destruction that lay waste at no time, I believe that that's where we can also claim over our children's minds, yeah. the things that they're being taught yeah. in school, you know, and, uh, uh, we was talking at prayer breakfast, uh, yesterday morning and, you know, uh, I think it was Leslie was telling me, you know, she prayed that God, that the things that they need to, uh, to retain, let them retain. But the things that would harm them, let it go right in one ear and right out the other, you know, and we can pray that there. And then it goes on in seven and it says a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. That is you, you know, we've seen a lot of people die Mm -hmm. from the, the, Pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of, but also not necessarily falling physically, but you can look at that as, as a mentor uh, side of it is that we've seen a lot of people turn away from God and, and go into this liberal indoctrination mm-hmm. because of what's being taught. So there are thousands falling at your right and your left because they're falling into that teaching or whatever the media is telling or schools are teaching, but not our children. Yeah. Our children will not fall to that kind of doctrine and that kind of false teaching. And then he goes on, you know, in verse eight and it says, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now, it's not talking here about, oh, well, you mean that the wicked people get rewarded? Well, not not the way you think it, Mm -hmm. not the way you you think it's going to be. What he's talking about, it's a reward, but not what they want, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the one thing I always like to tell people is, and I don't know who come up with this. It was years ago, but it said, you know, that sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you can ever repay. And that's the kind of reward that these people will get, but not the child of God. Yeah, our debt has been paid, and we don't have to go through those things. And then he says, "But because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling, so because we dwell in Him, we don't have a reward that the wicked has. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about that, and we can claim those things so that our children are not, because we can't be around our children." 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. We have jobs. We have responsibilities because we have to provide for them. But God can be with them, and he can protect them.
1: Yeah. I know for a fact uh, because uh, I had a praying mama and daddy. Mm-hmm. They believed in God, uh, and, uh, you know, they, they prayed for me, my mama, <laughs> I'm telling you, she, she prayed for me and my brother and my si- two sisters constantly. And, uh, you know, she believed God mm-hmm. for her children to be saved. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, every one of them had been saved, mm-hmm. praise God. And, uh, but I know there were times when the enemy could have easily have taken me out of this world Mm-hmm. But I believe, you know, that it was because of the prayers of my parents that God kept me. Mm-hmm. I remember as a young te- teenager, I was uh, eight, I think, eighteen years old at the time, and uh, uh, you know, I uh, was drinking and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. But uh, you know, you you try to fit in with your peers and all of that. but uh, And I believed in God. I I was raised in church. I've never doubted there was a God. I've always believed in God. I believed in Jesus, but I was lost. And uh, I remember uh, wrecking a car one night, uh, running more than 130 miles an hour, (laughs) and turned over seven times down across the field. And, you know, could have easily been Mm -hmm. taken out of this world. But uh, I believe that, uh, you know, the prayers that my mom and daddy prayed had an effect on me. And that was one of the reasons that God kept me was because of my mom and daddy. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, at 19, I was uh, drafted into the military and uh, was sent to Vietnam, and, uh, you know, there were a number of times I could have easily lost my life there, but, uh, you know, uh, we would laugh about it, me and some of the guys that was in the same unit that I was in, and say, well, boy, we sure was lucky, but, you know, after I got born again, Uh, after I come back home, got born again, and began to think about these things, there was no luck to it. Mm -hmm. God spared my life Mm -hmm. because of the prayers that my mom and daddy prayed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've heard others, you know, give a a testimony of the fact that, uh, you know, uh, God spoke to them as a sinner, Mm -hmm. you know, and said, uh, you're gonna have to get straightened out. Your mama won't let me alone. You know, in other words, their mother kept lifting them up yeah. before the throne, and they got born again. And uh, so, I, I believe that uh, you know, as we said, we as parents, and and I know I keep going back to this, and uh, you know, making reference to it, but we as parents have a, a responsibility. It's a tremendous responsibility. Mm-hmm to pray for our children, to teach them. We have to teach them in the home. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I know we send them to public school, uh, you know, and uh, what they're trying to teach uh, today, you know, is uh, not right. A lot of it that they're teaching and trying to is uh, one slogan I saw was educate instead of indoctrinate. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what they're trying to do to indoctrinate our children with all this crazy devilish demonic stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, that is not true, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so we, but we as parents have that responsibility to teach, to train our children, to set the right example. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, when, We would want to go somewhere and do something when y'all were small. Uh, If children weren't welcome, we decided we wouldn't be welcome. Mm -hmm. We didn't go nowhere that we couldn't take our children and not be ashamed, you know? Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) you you know, a lot of people want to go off somewhere and maybe uh, see a movie or something that's not fit for a child to watch. And they'll get somebody to babysit their children so they can go and indulge in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that—that's not right. Mm-hmm. If if your child, if it's not fit for your child, it's not fit for you either. That's right. You know. So we have a responsibility for our children. Yeah. To pray for their protection, their salvation, and pray for God's blessings to be upon them. Mm-hmm. Uh And God will honor that if we will stand on our faith and never give up on our confession of faith.
0: Yep. Yep. And then, you know, looking at verses nine and 10, he said, because he has made the Lord who is my refuge, Mm -hmm. even the most high, your dwelling place, then because you've done that, no evil shall befall you, which is you and your family. Mm -hmm. We've established that. Nor any plague come near your dwelling place. Yeah. That's a prayer or a scripture that gives you a promise of protection for your home. Yeah. That takes care of the house, the home that you live in. Yeah. And then he goes on in verse 11, and this is why he said, For he shall give his angels, whose? God's, mm-hmm. charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And what I like right here is, you know, and I know some people's argued was this Moses, was this David, was this Solomon that wrote this uh, psalm, which, you know, I believe it was David, but Hmm. to me it's neither here nor there. But this shows the importance that prayer is not monologue, it's dialogue. Because after whoever wrote the psalm, had quoted all this, had claimed and was praising God, saying, hey, this is what my God will do. God got excited. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, he said, well, then let me get in this prayer. Mm -hmm. And he said, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Well, what does it say that Satan is like? A roaring lion. Mm -hmm. Seeking whom he may, well, I ain't got to worry. He can't say, I'm going to step on him. Yeah, You know, he, he's under me. He's under my feet. But why It's because God is saying, because he, which you could say, because you or because I have set my love upon him, therefore God will deliver him. He said, I will set him on a high place because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer. Didn't say I'm going to put him on hold and I'll get to him when I got time. He said, he shall call upon me and I will answer. I will be with him in what trouble. Mm-hmm. I will deliver him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Not only is that singular, but I believe you can put, you know, my family mm-hmm. in every place where it's talking I or me, mm-hmm. you can put my family. And I believe that when you do these things, Not only will you see the protection of God over you, your family, your dwelling, but then you go and look at what God will do for you. Mm -hmm. He's going to bless you in the midst of adversity, bless you in the midst of trouble, protect you, and he'll heal your body, he'll heal your family's bodies so that you don't have to walk through all these fears and perilous times that we're facing uh, because the way it's looking at, you know, next week they may be some new variant or some new plague that they try to put fear upon everybody with, but I refuse to it. Yeah. I refuse to, you know, deal with it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have time to to mess with the devil on on what kind of new sickness is coming out. I just claim Psalms ninety one and then I'm moving on and I'm winning the lost. I'm tearing the devil's kingdom down while he's trying to build it up. Every time he puts a wall up, I'm going to come in and knock it down.
1: That's right. Yeah, we're continually spreading the gospel, the good news, Mm -hmm. tearing Satan's kingdom down, but we're building God's kingdom up.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's right. And if you're watching right now, do me a favor in the comments, and you just put Psalms 91 and then put I Claim Protection, I claim blessing, and I claim healing over my family. And if you do that, that's letting everybody else know and the devil, hey, my family's off limits. I'm claiming Psalms 91. I'm standing on it, and I believe everything that it says is mine and my family's. And if you really enjoyed this, do us a favor. Click the like button Then share this. All you got to do is real simple. You say, well, I can't preach. Well, you might not can preach, but you can use that thumb or whatever digit on your hand you want to. Click the share button, share it to your social media pages, share it to a friend through text. But that's your way of helping us get the gospel of Jesus Christ out into the world. All over the world, people can hear this message because you took the time to share it. And it can change their life like we believe it's changing yours. And if you do that, God will bless you because now you've done your part to further the kingdom. We love you guys. Can't wait to see you next week. And until then, be blessed and walk in the divine favor that God wants you to walk in.